You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit the Books spinoff show, System Check, where we will preview AEW's events specifically through the lens of their soon-to-exist merit system. I am Ryan Knightsey. On June 29th, All Elite Wrestling will have their event titled Fighter Fest in conjunction with CEO in Daytona Beach, Florida. There are eight matches on the card, and we will look through each of them and talk about the records of each wrestler and some expectations for the select matches. As of June 22nd, time of recording, the official AEW merit system does not fully exist yet, so I'm working with the merit system that I have created for myself. With all that being said, let us start. In the Fighter Fest buy-in preview show, we are starting off with Michael Nakazawa, he is 000, against Alex DeBailey, 000. Of course, since AEW has started, both competitors are at the classic even goose egg. A lot of these matches, a lot of these competitors have, you know, null records, have one win, one loss. But I wanted to get this started, how to get this going before, because I think there are some interesting aspects Two individual matches that will uh, uh, create a lens of what's going on f- going forward. So, of course, in this match, Michael Nakazawa, Alex Jabaley, all of these matches, all these these two competitors are both have the even null record. Jabaley, of course, has a victory over the slippery one Nakazawa since last year at the NJPW CEO show, where Alex Jabaley was able to get a pinfall over Michael Nakazawa. Uh, since I don't expect Alex Jabaley to ever get a, f- to ever be a full-time wrestler, uh, expect Michael Nakazawa to earn the victory here, earning his first AEW victory and earning his rebound victory from last year. Uh, also expect a third match next year. However, what should be said, and of course we currently have no confirmation on this particular type of gimmick match, but the young bucks have stated that gimmick matches like the battle Royal didn't count being that this match is a hardcore match but also a singles match, one could possibly argue it either way as counting it as a victory in the merit system. I would assume now going not, I'm going to assume not going forward in my personal belief that this match will not have any, you know, real types of wrestling moves. It's probably going to have a lot of plunder run-ins by Matt Jackson, maybe also Kenny Omega, et cetera, et cetera. So I do not presume that this would ever be, this match would ever be counting for the merit system officially. Plus, I don't want to live in a world where Alex DeBailey could be tied with Cody and Kip Sabin and all the other guys on becoming a possible AEW world title number one contender following Jericho and Adam Page at All Out. So that being said, expect Michael Nakazawa to pick up the victory and become 1-0-0. In the next buy-in match, we have the team of best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian, versus Private Party, Isaiah Cassie, and Mark Queen in a triple threat tag team match. In a very interesting stipulation, which exists of the winner advances to All Out for an opportunity at first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, of course, uh, there's probably some clarity that will come out. I presume this means... I believe that this means that they're getting a first round buy in the tournament, not an opportunity for a first round buy. Um, 
if it, if there's an opportunity, then I guess expect that to happen at Fight for the Fallen. Uh, if not, I if it's my my assumption that they are getting a first round buy in the eventual tag team tournament, um, then that is what we are going to be working with. That is the idea that we're going to be working with because currently it is quite sort of confusing. So that all being said, let's move into the preview. Best friends, of course, having the one oh oh record. SCU joining them and having a one oh oh record. Both teams getting victories at double or nothing. Private Party has a zero 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 goose egg null record because they did not have a match at double or nothing yet. This match to me is insanely interesting. Not only does it have an incredibly confusing stipulation attached, the marriage system in the upcoming tournament makes this match have no real exact winner. Ignoring the stipulation for now, SCU and Best Friends are in obviously the same boat, both currently at 1-0-0. If either team wins, they would then be considered the number one contender for the tag team titles, being the only team that has a 2-0-0 record. For Private Party, this is a proving ground match. They haven't wrestled as a tag team in AEW, so getting a win immediately throws them in the mix with the likes of Young Bucks, SCU, and Best Friends, who all else have one nothing victories. Now, let's throw that stipulation back in here. A tag team championship tournament first round by Private Party win. They will get their first victory in tag team action at AEW plus a bye. They become legit contenders for the tag team title. They have they have a victory. They are essentially tied with the Young Bucks. They are essentially, they, they've beaten SCU and Best Friends. They would be pushed to the moon. They would become legit contenders with SCU and Best Friends. They both get the win and the bye. But of course, that has the potential potential of not being as impactful. Win they'll be they'll be one they'll be two zero. Or um, let's 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 do a scenario. Let's say SCU win this match. They sit at two zero zero. They get the buy. They are technically number one contenders. Then the tag team tournament starts. Young Bucks, you know, pick up the victory. They're now two zero zero, and then they just need to win. All that you need to do is win a match, and you're tied to SCU. If a private party pick up the victory, expect big things from them in AEW moving forward because that means they are getting pushed big. If SCU or Best Friends win, expect them to probably win the whole thing. Moving on to our first main card matchup of John Moxley 000 versus Joey Janela 000. There's not much to say here for obvious reasons. Uh, both competitors are starting out having their first ever singles match in AEW. So both competitors looking to earn a victory, but all of that should be thrown out the window because this match has recently been labeled a non-sanctioned match. Typically, non-sanctioned matches means that the promotion uh, is worried or scared about the... Um, how much injury, how much stuff will be happening during the match. Obviously, the build here being that Janela is willing to die in the ring during this match. So, technically, kayfabe-wise, this match does not count as a match that the promotion put on. It's on the show, but it typically not really counts towards the promotion. So, this match, Moxley-Janela, this match doesn't count towards the merit system. Just enjoy it. Go watch it. 
I would expect a Moxley victory, uh, especially just to build up a little bit of um, redemption, a little bit of uh, story, a little bit of action heading towards his match against Kenny Omega at All Out. Next up, we have Cody versus Darby Allen. Cody is at one zero zero. Darby Allen's at the Null Goose Egg zero zero zero. This match is very interesting to me. Darby Allen is here to prove his worth in AEW, like many other competitors on this card. A win here will cement himself with Kip Sabian, with the winner of John Moxie, Joey Janela, uh, and various other matches on the card. In the race to become the next number one contender for the AEW World Title, Darby needs this win. Now, Cody is the more interesting one. Picking up the win at double or nothing meant he has started that one zero zero club with Kip Sabian that many people will be joining at fighter fest. However, at fighter fest, he will be leaving that club. Cody will either lose and drop down to the one, one zero one win, one loss, zero, one zero draws club, or Cody will rise out of that club and start the men's singles undefeated two zero zero club. Everyone jokes about when will Cody find a way to give himself the title. A win here will no doubt cement himself as above the pack and the next in line for the AEW world title following Chris Jericho and Hangman Adam Page's match at All Out. So what should you expect? Quite frankly, a great match. That's it. The results will tell more of the story and show us where AEW is potentially headed. If Cody wins, expect him to be one of the first challengers Challengers. Challengers? Challenge yes. One of the first challengers for the AEW world title following all out. If Darby Allen wins, then he we're starting to build more credible superstars. Sorry, not superstars, starting to build more incredible wrestlers moving forward. So that that would be include Kip Sabian, Darby Allen, both having the victories, and they could both have wildly great matches, probably, with Adam Page. I, for one, would be excited to see that. Let's move on now to Christopher Daniels 000 against Shima 000. Just to be clear, moving forward, it appears that AEW is drawing a clear dividing line between their tag team matches and single matches. So with that being said, SCU as a tag team are 1-0-0 after the win over Stronghearts at Double or Nothing. However, Christopher Daniels as a single star is not 1-0-0. His tag win does not carry overall to his individual record. There is no confirmed notion on this from anyone in AEW, but rather my prediction of how AEW will treat this. I like this idea because this allows wrestlers to branch off on their own like Daniels and do single matches. Or if you imagine this as a quote-unquote real sport, if you are a wrestler, a tag match will be easier than a singles match because you're not on your own. Plus, this allows different wrestlers to try out tag teams without affecting their chance at the singles title. Now, with all that being said, both Daniels and Shima are walking to the, this match at the Goose Egg at 0 Daniels has the tag team victory momentum over Shima, but can he transfer that into the single sphere? Both competitors will become potential next contenders for the singles title with a victory, depending, of course, on the result of Cody versus Allen. Expectations here are more gray than the Moxley-Janela match, since this match will be more of a coin flip. If anything, personally, look for a Shima victory. 
Daniels can easily put his friend over to the U.S. audience. The OWE brand could use a victory. But of course, Shima can get some momentum and have a victory heading into his match against Kenny Omega at Fight for the Fallen, where that match will definitely be a sort of a next sort of number one contenders for the world title following all out. So, of course, like I said, expect the Shima victory and him to walk out 1-0-0, join Kip Sabian, join whomever else out of this card. Next up, we have the women's triple threat tag match of Yuka Sakazaki, 0-1-0, Riho, 1-0-0, and Nyla Rose, 0-1-0. Now, it wouldn't be a preview of a complete merit system, that rules haven't been established by AEW unless there was an issue immediately. Like I said previously in regards to the Daniel Shima match, tag teams don't add into the individual wrestlers' single records. However, during the six-women Joshi match at Double or Nothing, commentary noted several times that these were not teams, that these were single stars just sort of teaming together. They're just out here. They're hoping to vie and get their own victory, get their own win. There aren't any tag teams. There are none established in AEW's women division. When there is one, we'll adjust. Plus, the only news about a women's tag team comes from Tony Khan during a podcast. So there hasn't been an official set announcement about it. So until that happens, we'll adjust potentially, assuming maybe that those alignments of people stay the same. So back to previewing the women's triple threat match. This is sort of a reverse of the men's triple threat tag match, where in this time, two competitors, Sakazaki and Rose, have a 0-1 record, while Riho has the 1-0 record. But with no title existing in the women's division yet, and no definite number one contenders for said title, this match has huge implications. If Sakazaki or Rose win the match, they move up the rankings and now sit firmly behind Britt Baker, Karoshida, and Ryo Mizunami. If they lose, they both sit firmly at the bottom of the board, at 0 and 2. If Riho wins, she gets the Cody treatment and now earns a 2-0-0 membership club card. Not only that, but she becomes the rightful number one contender over Britt Baker, over Hukaroshida, over Ryo Mizunami. Not even that, she would basically automatically get that title if it was unveiled the next day at Fighter Fest because she is the top of the women's single ranking list. So expectations are as follows. Expect Sakazaki or Rose to win. Odds are better in their favor for one of them to win. Plus, if Riho wins, AEW is making a clear statement on the women's division, on who is the best woman in the division, at least at this point. Pushing Riho and seemingly, quote-unquote, burying Sakazaki and Rose, one could argue. So I would expect the Rose or Sakazaki to pick up the victory. Now, between them, it's sort of up to preference. Personally, I see Nyla Rose picking up the victory just to continue building her up as a monster. Additionally, expect Riho to probably be pinned. Sakazaki would be earning a second loss in this scenario, but also by her not being pinned, it's a small sort of victory. She isn't being pinned and buried down to the 0-2 record. Additionally, and put just a quick build storyline theory hat, Brandy in an episode of Road to Fighter Fest stated that Riho has the incredible gift of resiliency, resiliency to punishment. 
personally, I believe that if Nyla Rose pins Riho after tons of punishment and you know done on Riho, it could make both competitors look good. So my expectations for this match are Nyla Rose winning and pinning Riho to get that victory. Next up, we have the Fatal 4-Way match of Adam Page, 000, Jimmy Havoc, 000, Jungle Boy, 000, and MJF, 000. Despite being in the Casino Battle Royal, none of these competitors have a record yet due to the Young Bucks saying that the gimmick match doesn't count. So moving forward, Page only has the momentum coming off of that match. All these competitors were part of the final five in the Casino Battle Royal, of course, minus Luchasaurus. Havoc eliminated Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus eliminated Jimmy Havoc, and Adam Page eliminated MJF to win the Battle Royal. All four were then involved with the AEW men's title reveal, all going after MJF. In terms of expectation, Page needs momentum into All Out in his title match against Chris Jericho. MJF could probably use a credible win to add to his heelish persona, Jungle Boy will most likely have Luchasaurus in his corner, and Jimmy Havoc will have a staple gun, probably. Expect good things out of this match. To me, it's a toss-up. Everyone can join the 1-0-0 club with a victory, but maybe this is a case where we should see who will be hurt more by a loss. Jungle Boy and Havoc can easily eat the loss because they've not really been fully established to the audience. Of course, that loss will hurt them more long-term, but right now, it's sort of okay. MJF could lose, but in my opinion, should be pinned at the very least. A chicken shit heel who thinks they're better than everyone else, getting pinned takes away his credibility. I mean, look at it. He he has that sort of fake finish, and then he sort of got one over on Bret Hart. So having him take a loss, and sort of he loses some aspects of his character. Gun to my head, I would say expect Paige to pin either... Jimmy Havoc or Jungle Boy. On which person, second gun to my head, I would vote Jungle Boy. That way, you can make a story where Jungle Boy can easily transfer into a tag team with Luchasaurus and join the tag team division and have an opportunity at the AEW Men's Tag Team Championships. So again, that my expectations here are Adam Page picking the victory to earn his first official victory in AEW and earn some momentum heading into all out and finally we have the elite kenny omega and the young bucks versus the lucha brothers and the newly joined laredo kid setting what's between a tag team ranking and a singles ranking is getting tiring and confusing and i can understand that you listener um but if you have a better idea of how to sort of treat it then tweet us at hit the books pod and use that hashtag Checked, hashtag checked. That way I can find it faster. Um, it is sort of very confusing in the sense that we're sort of, we're really playing Calvin ball here and really working with out the best we can do. I'm under the belief that single stars and tag team stars shouldn't be counted, but it's all gets sort of confusing, especially when it comes to these fighter fest, uh, Joshi tag, but now in a single wrestler atmosphere and then Kenny Omega and all these guys, but also Laredo Kid. It's sort of all confusing, but we're playing Calvin Ball, so we're doing the best that we can to make this as as easy to understand, I guess, moving forward. So here we go. The Elite Tag Team Group, they're going to be treated like a tag team group, just like SCW. Tag Team Rankings. 
Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid will be separated into a tag team of the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid as a singles competitor. That's what I'm going to do before I lose my mind with all these Calvin Ball rules. The Elite, of course, were a two-time, never-open-weight, six-man tag team champion. They are established elsewhere, but we still need to see them work in AEW. Lucha Brothers are coming out of an AEW loss, but a win in AAA to win back the AAA tag team titles. Laredo Kid, of course, is the new kid in this match, replacing Pac. So exciting to see what he brings into this mix. It's difficult, for, of course, like all these other matches, to list expectations. You could see it going... I could personally see it going either two ways. One, the elite win to presumably close out the show in what is, I would like to call, Omega's hometown of a video game tournament. Conversely, the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid can win. Kid gets a nice victory, which could easily set up like a Kip Sabian Laredo Kid match, which has never happened, but that sounds interesting to me. Or Laredo Kid, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Laredo Kid, Adam Page, MJF. I'm just pitching ideas here, but it could set up some sort of thing with Laredo Kid getting a victory. Lucha Bros get the victory and essentially close out this Young Bucks trilogy that they've been doing and get momentum heading into the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament. I could see either, frankly, um, so it could really go either way. What happens following it is going to be very telling, uh, but like I said, Elite is a tag team, Lucha Bros are a tag team, Laredo Kid is a singles wrestler, so all those rankings will be t- decided as just. So thank you for listening to this episode. Of course, we are still way early in the AEW merit system. We have only had one show presented to us as of yet, as to date. I mean, it doesn't even technically exist yet because the one I've made for myself just to track these sort of things is the only one that exists to my knowledge. Uh, many of these matches are still helping establish the system. You know, getting getting points of data to sort of establish the system, establish the sort of trends that we can see. But there are some interesting matches like the Cody match, like the Women's Triple Threat, that have a lot of defining data points. So thank you all for listening to this episode of System Check. Listen to our main show, Hit the Books, every Tuesday, where me and my co-host, Mikey Manfredi, fantasy book our own version of SmackDown Live. The only difference here being that ours is the only realistic fantasy booking. Find out what that means for yourself by listening to Hit the Books every Tuesday on wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod and use the hashtag check to talk about this show in specifics. Following FighterFest, I will be posting the updated merit system both on our Twitter at HitTheBooksPod and the subreddit r slash squared circle for you to check out with your eyeballs. Next episode of System Checked will come out the weekend before Fight for the Falling, either Saturday or Sunday. I guess sort of depends how quickly I get it out. So expected July 6th, July 7th, something like that. Also, fun fact, I just realized Fight for the Falling is in like three weeks. So time flies until next time have a great day i love you and please stay elite